When an iPhone dies, does Siri go to heaven? Did Isaac Newton actually invent gravity? All of these questions you can find the answer to on This Paranormal Life. Oh! Welcome to the podcast, everyone. It is another Tuesday. Tuesday. And you are stuck in a bunker with me, Rory Powers, and my paranormal co-host, Kit Greer. That's right. For another spooky adventure. And I'll tell you what, there's uh, there's only tinned food on the menu, uh, chlorine-filled water, and uh, ghosts in every orifice. So I hope you guys are excited. If you haven't listened to this podcast before, basically every week we investigate a brand new paranormal case. And at the end, we'll come to a conclusion as to whether or not it is the goddamn truth. That's what we're after. I mean, there's a grain of truth in every argument, you could really say. Mm. So um, this podcast is redundant, essentially. <laughs> it's like you just went to school for the first time. Actually, my lecture was, uh, <laughs> he was really opening my eyes recently. I really feel like this should be the last episode. You can imagine me in like uh, primary school and they're like, um, all right, uh, two plus two, Rory, seven. It's actually four. I think there's a grain of truth in every answer, miss. Out, again, out. Well, recently, you know, we've had a bit of a flurry of crazy stories. You know, right. ones that you hear and you're like, well, that's not believable yeah you know i'm I'm, and you know some let's face it sometimes uh, i'll level with you sometimes we're going for the laughs you know sometimes we know sometimes sometimes we know from the bottom of our hearts that maybe it isn't a hundred percent true right phantom kangaroos you know come on listen come come on on. it stuff writes itself it's crazy atlantis i mean that shit was real man just (laughs) you're like well you might say uh it's not real but i believe there's a grain of truth in every answer (laughs) So what I'm going to do is we're going to get our heads out of the stars, right? We're going back to Earth. Yeah. All right? Let's let's set the scene, okay? Okay. Hit me. It's 1947. Mm-hmm. There was a man named George Van Tassel, right? He's a pretty regular dude, all right? He grew up in Ohio to a middle-class family, mm-hmm. irregular mm-hmm. bro, at 20 years <laughs> okay. old. He decides to move to California and yeah, work for his uncle at a garage. All right. Earn some cash. Yeah, yeah. You want to go to the, the, the Golden Coast? I don't know if that's what they call it. Go to the Golden Coast. Right. You know, uh, hit up some of those waves. Listen, war's over. It's a, it's a new time. It's exactly. a new era. Lots of hope. Now, while he was working at a garage, he met a German guy called Frank Kritzer. Okay, cool. Now, Frank was a bit of an eccentric loner. Quite a, a quirky kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Who claimed to be working on a mine he owned somewhere near a place called Giant Rock. Okay. <laughs> Trying to make a living as a prospector, essentially. Really? Okay. He probably heard about the gold rush. About, like, yes, what, 100 he is. years to it? Okay. Yes, he's a little late to the party. A little bit. But he believes that there's a trace of gold in every mountain. <laughs> so, he's like, bad logic. Yeah, for sure. Like, that's the one one thing you should not think as a prospect. I, I like uh, the idea of applying that attitude, like... There, you know, there's so many people in the world. Mm. You know, you meet people from all walks of life. Just imagining like yeah. meeting someone, and uh, it's just like, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm just uh, I'm trying to get through university. I don't know. You know, just just trying to get into a good graduate job. Really, you know, I don't know. I'm studying law, so whatever, whatever. And then one guy's just like, yeah, man. I just ever since I was a kid, I just dreamed of being the first man on the moon. And you're like, um, are you gonna tell him or will I? <laughs> This this guy Franz, he's out in in California. Is like, I just got a hunch. Yeah. I got a, I got a hunch. There's some gold in the, yeah, in in uh, the 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 gold. I honestly beaches. think. I honestly think there there could be some gold out here, dude. There's I think no one's potential. really thought about it. Have you heard of oil? <laughs> now during World War Two, this is kind of sad. Okay, Frank was under suspicion as a German spy. But just because he was German, just I guess he was that, German. Was, that was the thing, right? It was yeah. like Japanese people got like locked up. Yeah. Got locked. it was know. an ignorant, racist time. Sure. Um, and unfortunately, he was actually killed during a police siege at Giant Rock in 1942. So um, I- <laughs> you're wearing sunglasses, so I don't even know if you're still awake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I was just stunned by that last sentence. Right. So I'm to understand. <clears throat> the story thus far has been taking place in 1947. This man was actually killed in 1942. Yes. Okay. I'll just let you just keep, just take us on the story. Maybe there's may, might be some sort of time travel aspects involved. Okay. 
I just want to make sure before we start okay, introducing look, time travel, I got the year ha- wrong. You just have got right. the year wrong. All right, I'm gonna fess up to it. Okay, because <laughs> you left me hanging there, believing in time travel for a few seconds. Uh, he was killed in 1942. Okay, but George Van Tassel uh, was at the. He was already friends with him. Okay. <laughs> Dates are irrelevant when you're dealing with a story of this magnitude, all right? You're going to find that out pretty goddamn fast. How could time be irrelevant in any story? Listen, does it matter? This is the case of the phantom clock. So time is very relevant. (laughs) Does it matter if Jesus was from the future or the freaking past? Does it really matter when he's standing over you with the hammer of justice? Weighing your heart on a scale, you're thinking of Ra again. <laughs> I, I start the, the first line of every chapter is, Exterior, night, time, irrelevant. <laughs> George is walking in the mountains. Two million years in the future. So time is relevant again. Have you ever heard of timeless storytelling? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay, reeling this back in. All right, so when George heard the news that Frank had been killed, obviously, he was heartbroken. Yeah, It was his, his best quirky bud. Uh, so what he decided to do was, as a tribute to Frank, he was going to lease the land that Frank had left behind out by Giant Rock. <laughs> okay, he's good. as a tribute. Yeah, just like, oh, he's dead. No one knows what to do with this property. I'll I'll buy it and kind of like keep it and maybe like move and there. maybe like make money off it and kind of take his shit. Really, he actually struck you know, big gold <laughs> right before he died, and uh, he confided that information in obviously George. Mm-hmm. George Amazon primed a police uniform, shot him asap, and took his land. And didn't even they pay call for that his... American style. Yes, <laughs> didn't even pay for his funeral. <laughs> he threw him over a bridge into the into put him the under river. a giant rock. Yeah, it's <laughs> the, the way he wanted to go. So he moved to Giant Rock and eventually began living in the rooms that Frank had excavated underground, mm. like the, the mines that he had been kind of working away on, trying to find gold. Uh, when he married and had children, he developed the land even further to include a proper home, a cafe, and even a small airstrip. Cafe? Jesus, man. You know, it's, he's clearly a guy with too much time on his hands. That's what you do. You build cafes and airstrips when you just, you know, you don't have any real hobbies. You know, he's, he wants to bulk up the tourism because, you know, what family around, you know, people love rocks. Listen, yeah. where do people go on, on holiday? Grand Canyon. Right. Boulder, Colorado. Exactly. They love rocks. And how are they going to get there? Boom. Airstrip. Where are you going to eat? Well, I got a cafe over here. Oh. oh. Hey. But there's an, he actually has another hobby as well. And uh-huh. One of those hobbies he's particularly interested in is spirituality and meditation. Um, I think you find it's actually not much of a hobby. It's more of a way of f-ing life. You prick, asshole, shit lord. My guru tells me to uh, really freeze when I uh, start getting like this. I'm just... Uh, <laughs> you actually said I need to eat these health berries just to stay calm. Those are anti-aggression pills. <laughs> I'm just repeatedly punching my own leg. <laughs> Shut the f*** up. <laughs> you need more than spirituality in your life. I think you're a demon, maybe. You, you need- <laughs> an exorcism you need maybe less spirituality (laughs) it's making you very angry you need at least a nap (laughs) if not a tranquilizer (laughs) you need dead Uh, so after a while he starts hosting group meditations at his property that's pretty cool. You know, it's the California scene. Get a bunch of hippies out there, charge them $300 a pop. That's right. And then to, you take that money all the way back to Ohio exactly. and start a ranch. Where the normies right? live. That's that's what I'm saying. You set up more ranches. So he's hosting these meditation retreats, living out on the ranch farm. Everything's great. This is beautiful. It's a down-to-earth story. Very what ahead I was of saying. the times, actually. Yeah, it's, it's chill. Uh, until later in the year, there's one night George is sleeping. Soundly, softly, in bed, when he hears a voice by his side. Wake up! Is that, so is he married? Is Oh, he's married. Uh-huh. But it was not the sound of his wife. Really? His wife doesn't sound like that. No, she sounds like sounds this. Sounds like that. Wake up, George! 
Uh, very, I'm sorry. Two very distinct No, no, no. I, I, I hear that. I hear that. Yeah. Did you turn the oven off, George? <laughs> Have you fed the boys? <laughs> Why did I marry you? <laughs> Have you fed the boys? You're such a horrible thing. What are you talking about? I love you. <laughs> you imagine the day he proposed? What goes down on one knee? Oh, George! I'm so excited to spend the rest of my life with you. Really? Because you look really sad. <laughs> He's telling his friends, but it's like, honestly, she's a 10. She's the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. But listen. <laughs> Face of an angel, voice of a demon. <laughs> That's right, baby girl. She's like, but she's going to be here in 10 minutes and you are going to need these. He's giving his friends earplugs. <laughs> What's her name? Angelica Satan. <laughs> <laughs> Angelica Gorgon. <laughs> Oh hey, you must be the boys I've heard so much about you all Her mother was an angel Her father was a hyena That's why she sounds this way It was not the voice of his wife Mm -hmm. So he opens his eyes You know he's sleepy, he's rubbing them And according to Van Tassel There is an alien by his bed What? An alien by the name of Ashtar he gets his name right away. What did he say? This alien speaks English right He's off the bat. He's wearing a name badge. <laughs> Shut the f*** up. Not very, okay, I made that bit up. Hi, my name is Ashtar. Ash- Can I help you? Welcome to Blockbuster <laughs> Video. George later said that Ashtar was from Venus and invited him onto his ship where he verbally and telepathically communicated Verbally to and him. telepathically? Both. Like he needed to do both? He said... I'm going to do this telepathically. Hold on. <laughs> and then they did it by brain. I'm sorry. Are you speaking? No. Oh, sorry. I was speaking. I was, I'm doing the brain I, one I'm now. I'm doing the telepath. Okay. So, right. right. That's fine. I, I wasn't ready, but... um, You got to put like brain on hold while you accept voice. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. It's, it's like airdrop. You got to have Bluetooth. You can't just... Yeah. It's, com- it's a complex uh, game. Yeah. Now, first, Ashtar told him about secret abilities humans possess. Oh. Such as the ability to tap into, quote-unquote, the universal mind of God. Wow. Which allowed him very powerful. and all humans to receive messages, not just from Ashtar, but from past humans as well. Wow. We all have this ability, this guys. deep shit. They talked for a while, but before it was time to go, Ashtar told him about one last thing. The Integratron. A structure capable of dramatically extending the life of humans by using anti-gravity and time manipulation to rejuvenate human cells. Jesus Christ. And the next thing he knows, he's back in his room. Okay. So what does he do? Well, he gets his goddamn meditation group together. (laughs) And in 1954... Like the f***ing A-team... Under his leadership and a little help from Nikola Tesla, who he can now talk to by tapping into the universal mind this of God. This is moving very quickly. He built the Integratron. I'm sorry, this is, what? What? So we've gone from Did he, I, he had a meditation group right? to, I think you just said he was able to con- contact Nikola Tesla telepathically. Yeah, the universal mind of God. I mentioned through the, that previously. Through the universal mind of God? Yes, we all have it. Yeah. <laughs> Tesla's been f- nagging me since I started this podcast. <laughs> Talk about the Integratron, bro. Shut up, Tesla. I'll get to it if it comes up. You're like, do you not have more to do? Aren't you in heaven? Where the f*** are you? Nope. I did a lot of bad shit. You're like, what are you, are you eating? What are you crunching? Doritos. <laughs> flaming Doritos. Your breath smells so bad. I thought you were smart. I'm eating flaming hot Cheetos. That's all they have here in hell. Oh, what's up, Einstein? Why is everyone smart in hell? (laughs) This is scary. They thought too much. (laughs) That's what happens when you're smart. (laughs) What is this voice? (laughs) You go to hell. My my vocal cords are fried from so many flaming hot Cheetos. So, I also want to clear up one more thing before we keep moving on. Right. So, just to clear up. <clears throat> yes. Remind Hi. me. Remind me. <laughs> Arigato. For nothing. Uh, so, remind me this gentleman's name. 
wow, bad listener much? <laughs> His name is I'm George. I'm sorry that move, this has moved very quickly. There's a lot of names. His name is George Van Tassel. George Van Tassel. There's yeah. a lot of names and cosmic entities coming up here. So I'm sorry that I didn't re- remember his name. Right. George Van Tassel. George Van Tassel, so he, with help by Nikola Tesla, met Ashitar the alien and is now creating the Integraton. I just want to just run it past you that he, right. so he went to sleep and then while he was asleep, yeah. an alien came to him. Are you ready to continue on in this? He story? was dreaming. He was, he wasn't dreaming. He was dreaming. He was, what, what did, what did, what did you not get here? came to him in a dream and it was a normal dream we all have dreams now and again what do you know most of us have the sense not to George build woke up he woke up you can't be dreaming if you wake up this is have you ever matrix. woken up inside a dream no wait maybe maybe where is this now <laughs> yeah. I, I wake up in my bed in a cold sweat i thought i was podcasting <laughs> you are not i start <laughs> lying beside you you no. must start a podcast i'm so confused <laughs> <laughs> All right, so construction is underway on this massive beast. Okay, and it's looking on the Integratron. It's looking pretty incredible. All right, if you don't know what it looks like, it's this giant dome-like structure with a large rotating metal apparatus on the outside that he called the electrostatic D rod. Wow! It's also made completely out of non-magnetic materials, mm. not even metal screws. Hmm, that's some interesting shit. If you'd like to see a picture... I would. That is it. So, folks, for those of you listening at home, it looks like a UFO has landed on a bungalow. Right. But very beautiful. Yeah. And white. So, I mean, you can see this for yourself if you um, go to the... If you go to Patreon... rock. If you go to patreon.com <laughs> oh, forward slash this paranormal life... easier, I guess. You'll find our show notes and you can see everything through this episode... But, you know, if you don't want to go there, you can also Google don't Integratron. Don't tell them that. I, well, the listen. special pictures are up on Patreon. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I think now would, might be a good time to mention that, right. you know, some of you are going to be sitting at home like me doubting the veracity of this because it's a crazy story mm-hmm. so far. I agree. It's, it's, there's some crazy bullshit happening. As much as I want to doubt the veracity of these pictures, of the Integratron's existence, I brought it up in several podcasts ago. I went to uh, Joshua Tree, California. Um, very dusty place. Not mer- very many people live there. Lots of UFO sightings. Right. My kind of town. And a gentleman known as the Space Cowboy. I know him. He's a good man. He told me he has a cowboy hat and everything. Yeah. And he told me of the existence of the Integratron. I didn't know anything about it at this point. This is a real thing. And he said to me, there is a, um, a, a time-warping device located not 20 minutes drive from here you should go there uh i googled it with my girlfriend and uh we were ready to go down the road unfortunately it's google listed opening hours notified us that it was indeed closed that day right uh i guess nikola tesla i don't know he is like opening hours or he some does. shit yeah he's actually a pretty busy guy hell keeps him pretty busy <laughs> hot and busy <laughs> which is pretty hellish conditions actually <laughs> So during the time of construction of this incredible device that we're talking about, this movement that George had started with him and all of his friends meditating, that he was calling Ashtar Command. Right. It it was starting to blow up. George started hosting events, which eventually grew to the point where in 1959, 11,000 people showed up. Wow. Think That's of this, amazing. Think of this uh, as like early small-scale Scientology. Right. Like maybe not as malicious as that. Yeah, but like this kind huge of kind of like, like uh, religion is kind of tied into it, this spiritual uh-huh. belief system that just kind and, of like and snowballing. And science and like and science, Tesla. And, yeah. yeah okay. Building this crazy device. Very interesting. Uh, well, finally... The Integratron was nearing completion. And what kind of time period is this? How long did it take, I wonder? Long time. Okay. Obviously, but, but as it, I said, though, at the start, mm. time is irrelevant. Okay. I feel like you're using that as a convenient plot device so you don't have to remember dates. Names, also irrelevant. Yes. <laughs> Date facts, irrelevant. Turning up naked to work. Clothes, irrelevant. <laughs> pay, very relevant. <laughs> Need it now. Need advance pay, very relevant. 
Like a bad computer. <laughs> Within a few weeks, it would be fully operational. Wow. All right, so you know the whole Ashtar Command movement is getting excited. Yeah, eleven thousand people. George is getting this excited. Thing. This yeah, thing's man. about to be unveiled to the world. And then, just before the official opening, George suffered a fatal heart attack. Wow! And to this day, the Integratron remains unfinished. Okay, so because so despite everyone having access to the universal. Uh, God mind? The universal mind of God, yeah. Close enough. He was actually the only person in existence to have that ability to speak to Nikola (laughs) Tesla and finish it. I think everyone, the idea was everyone had it. But I I didn't really want to go into it too much in this story, but uh, there were eventually like branches that went off of the kind of religion that's Ashtar Command, Uh where other people started claiming they were getting information from Ashtar. Of course. And George was like, fuck off, I'm the only one that talks to Ashtar. (laughs) So it's like, became this weird thing where George very much wanted to stay the head of the church. Okay, just to be clear. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like the Integratron was always a week off being finished. Maybe for a couple years, Mm -hmm. and then he died. So, so to this day, I mean, like, in the state it's in now, which you probably would have gone to visit it in, um, it's just being described as this, like, almost architecturally designed perfect structure. Yeah, that, very beautiful. Uh, th- there's some bullshit around it that it uses, like, um, uh, resonance and sound waves to perfectly in tune with your body and relax you and, mm-hmm. you know, get you all spiritually charged up. And all this kind of stuff. So right. I think they use it at the minute for like yoga retreats and things. Right, 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 right. Because obviously it was never finished and it so, can't actually do the time travel. Just shit. to be clear that um, you think that the kind of the acoustically resonant properties of the building is bullshit. But, that but Ashtar. The, the, the Ashtar and the universal god mind is that's kosh. Obviously, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's as far as we're going to talk about George okay. and his constructions. Let's blast forward 20 more years, even Jesus. though time's irrelevant. <laughs> it's the 70s, all right? 70s. There's a lot going on in the world. Uh, the Viking Absolutely. One probe lands on Mars. Right, yeah. Disney World opens. Yeah. The phase junk food enters the English language. These are extremely disconnected odd facts. Elvis died. Okay. Or did he? Wink. That's another episode. (laughs) Bonus tier on Patreon. (laughs) They can find out whether Elvis died or not. It's the 70s, all right? And, And families across the UK are doing what families do best. Sitting in silence and watching the telly. Eating biscuits. Drinking And drinking tea. Let's look at one hypothetical family. Can you give me a name for the family? Uh, let's see. Like what, the what's, the most, what's the most British name you can yeah. think of? The 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 like Brinksworth. The Brinksworths. Yeah. Well, it's around seven p.m. Mom, not mom and dad. Mom and dad <laughs> are back. Are Mama ba- and papa. Papa are back from work, and they're sitting down watching. Southern TV's news anchor, Andrew Gardner, presenting the day's headlines right before the Looney Tunes started. Brilliant. He tells the best news. He does. Lovely bloke. But... Wait, I kept keep doing a British accent for this bit. I have to go into omnipotent presenter mode. Okay. But at ten minutes past five, the picture on the TV began to wobble. Slightly. Well, where's our beloved news anchor gone? As if, it, as if it was distorted. Strange. It is November, so weather can be a little bit rough, but nothing crazy enough to screw up the TV I'll just give it a quick tap on the... T- tap on the noggin. Go on, Dad! Kick its ass! <laughs> so, so, so the family decide to wait it out. Kick it in the nutsack! <laughs> what, what are, like, really... Really unnecessarily British like swears. Kick it in the bollocks, Dad! <laughs> do it in! <laughs> yeah! Do it in its tiddlywink! <laughs> so lost in this. Alright, um, so the family decide to wait it out. Static's going, they think it'll be fixed in a little bit of time, wait till right, the right, storm right. passes. Then all of a sudden, the audio cuts out completely. TV host Andrew Gardner is presenting, but without any sound. Hmm. Is the TV broken? God damn it. Did someone sit on the remote? Hmm. Then a voice came through the television set. 
This is the voice of Vrillin, a representative of Ashtar Galactic Command. What? Yeah. For many years you have seen us as lights Darling, in the Darling, is that you? No, this is Vrillin. We speak to you now in peace and wisdom, as we have done to your brothers and sisters all over this, your planet Earth. Now Vrillin goes on to talk for about six straight minutes, so I'm not, I'm not going to include all of that. <laughs> I started dozing at minute four. He started repeating some shit about Nikola Tesla and flaming hot Cheetos. pretty racy around minute five, so I've left that bit out. He got horny and weird. It was kind of like he was hitting on us for 30 seconds. I'll, I'll, I'll paraphrase it. All of your weapons of evil must be removed. Be aware that that shit. Be aware also that there are many false prophets and guides operating in your world. They will suck your energy from you, the energy you call money, and will put it and will put it to evil ends and give you worthless dross in return. Okay. This is our message to our dear friends. We have watched you growing for many years, as you too have watched our lights in your skies. We of the Ashtar Galactic Command thank you for your attention. We are now leaving the plane of your existence. May you be blessed by the supreme love and truth of the cosmos. <laughs> now enjoy Andrew Garfield's fantastic <laughs> award-winning production of the BBC News. After him at 6.30 is Looney Tunes. Watch as Tom and Jerry f*** about endlessly trying to kill each other <laughs> it's my favorite earth show <laughs> he just starts yeah, hogging the television broadcast actually this brings up a good conversation topic he would be the <laughs> worst trying to do stand up <laughs> what's the deal with UFO food <laughs> he'd be the worst guy to watch a movie with <laughs> I loved <laughs> I loved Brendan Fraser in The Mummy it's weird. That guy's never in movies. And it's like, shut the f*** up. I'm trying to watch the movie. Please, Vrillin, you, we know you've seen this movie before. You don't have to keep bringing it up every time. Have you guys seen The Mummy Returns? <laughs> yes! Everyone's seen The Mummy Everyone's Returns. Everyone's seen The Mummy Returns. They play it every Christmas. Christmas? What is Christmas? <laughs> Why do we keep inviting him over? <laughs> you don't! I show up! He's really loudly munching Cheetos. <laughs> well, as soon as the message ended... The TV went completely back to normal. The, the station apologized for what they called, quote-unquote, a breakthrough in the sound. Breakthrough in the sound. And they continued with normal programming. But by the morning, Vrillin's intergalactic message was front-page news. Oh, okay, so this was not like... It didn't just affect the Brinksworths. No, this he was... took over as a whole okay. of like uh, the south of UK. No the signal shit. was hijacked. This was going to hundreds, thousands maybe of television wow. sets over the UK. It was being talked about all across the country with some families even being genuinely afraid that the message was legit. Wow. Like, very similar to um, Orson Welles and the War of the Worlds broadcast. Yes. Which obviously was a fake news presentation about mm -hmm, aliens mm -hmm. invading, which some people thought was actually a real yeah, presentation. very, very famous. It went absolutely in, insane. People went crazy. Um, so it was a similar kind of response Also to similar that. to whenever I um, I hacked my walkie-talkie. Right. Um, to f I don't know if you've noticed, but I live right beside a police station. Uh, I f*** with them most nights. Yeah, uh, I've seen. That one isn't really famous, just real and true. <laughs> and, and sad really uh, mean and actually disrespectful to the emergency services so uh sue me uh, they might what <laughs> yeah you want to sue me uh you can get my name it's a vrillon <laughs> i live at the fucking intergalactic command <laughs> they're arresting you <laughs> yeah good luck keeping me in a cell <laughs> my lawyer's pretty fucking tough he's actually got a ray gun they <laughs> beat you over the back of the head with it but <laughs> Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Kit, when we bottle up our emotions, it can start to affect us negatively. Sometimes it's important that we get stuff off our chest. Tell me about it. I found a UFO in the forest and now this thing is attached to my chest. Jesus, that's an alien. Mm -hmm. All right, I was speaking metaphorically about dealing with emotions and talking about our feelings by using services like BetterHelp. I don't need to talk about my feelings. This thing can read my mind. Therapy can be a great way to set boundaries and become the best version of yourself. With BetterHelp, you can get matched with a licensed therapist that suits your needs. It's online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You're saying they can get things off my chest, like uh, Zonktar here? Don't give it a name. Maybe me and Zonktar can sign up for BetterHelp together. Give it a shot, and whatever it is, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Paranormal Life today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Paranormal Life. What's interesting to note that to this day, no one exactly knows who Vrillon was. Okay, granted. It was never found out. You know, a lot of these cases, it, it's like, like a hoax. Okay. They found out it was, sure. it was this person or this person trying right. to make money, trying to sell a book. Right. No one knows who Vrillon was. Like, and his message wasn't anything malicious. It was kind of just advice, talking about peace, giving up your weapons of the world, right. moving forward as one species, you know, okay. all quite positive stuff. It wasn't like right at the end, also buy my Amazon ebook. You know, it was all pretty like straightforward chill. <laughs> and now to close this, <laughs> to close out this broadcast, here was the lead single from my new mixtape, <laughs> straight out of Ashtar. You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. Straight out of Ashtar! Crazy motherfucker named Brillon! With a gang called Ashtar Command! <laughs> None of it rhymes. They've never heard of rhyming on Ashtar. This rhymes on my planet! <laughs> Does it? So what so what are your kind of thoughts on this? You know, we've got George, this guy, he he mentions this alien, he mentions Ashtar and Ashtar Command. He starts building this thing, boom, gets assassinated, obviously, before he can complete it. I'm so, well, why would he have been assassinated? You told us he had a heart attack. Yeah, wink, wink, a heart attack. Why? You just blinked, blinked. Uh, His heart was attacked <laughs> you did, you by a knife. Wink, wink. How about that? A freaking CIA-branded blade pierced his, his I heart. I really feel like you're spitballing at this point. I don't feel like that's on that piece of paper you've got. <laughs> I turn around and he just says it in bold writing. Wow, I think you're actually dumber than I thought. <laughs> so that happened all these years ago. And now, all of a sudden, 20 years later, someone is hacking TV signals, claiming to be Vrillon from Ashtar Command, from, from another plane of existence, trying to help humanity and get them on the right track. This is To assume that this is all kosher, uh, assume this is all real, this is kind of odd. Mm. I mean, Ashtar Command kind of go quiet for a while. Vrillon goes quiet. I guess he's off, like, fucking with other planets for a bit. Yeah, he's got a lot on his schedule. I guess. Ashtar. I mean, yeah, definitely weird. It's difficult. I mean, there's a lot of ambiguity with this information. You know, you, you look at the night sky and you think, if UFOs communicate with us, how would they communicate with us? As Terence McKenna once said, scanning the universe for radio waves might be as foolhardy as scanning the universe for a good Italian restaurant. Why do we think they're going to be using radio waves? Exactly. And why do we think they're going to be speaking English and broadcasting on the BBC at prime time? It's all very interesting. Right. Um, but there's a lot of dubious stuff surrounding this. Well, at least 
for once, even though they may be debatable, both of these instances, these cases I'm discussing, are true. There was a man named George. He did build the integration, integrating, whatever it's called. Integratron. Integratron. This was an actual event that took place. Yeah. I think uh, some people actually have uh, videos online of the recorded program where it was hacked and Vrillon came on and talked. Um, this is these were two actual incidents that did take place. Mm-hmm. So I got that going for me at least. <laughs> so what you're saying is the best thing about this story is that you're not lying so far. Right. And I'm about to <laughs> spin some pretty big lies. <laughs> you start putting on your lying gloves, fingerless leather gloves. Let's go. Things are about to get weird. Okay. So just kind of stick with me here on this story. <sighs> So, let me guess, time is irrelevant, but we're jumping forward? Precisely. (laughs) To 1987. Okay. As usual, Dan Rowan, a popular local sportscaster. I can do a better voice than that. (laughs) As usual, Dan Rowan, a popular local sportscaster on Channel 9's 9 o'clock news, was reciting the scores of this week's big games. When suddenly, the signal began to flicker. And the screen went entirely dark. Goddamn piece of shit TV. I just bought this last week. I'm going to have to take it back to the store. What are you thinking? Is this going to be Vrillon? Is this going to be Ashtar coming back? Another TV hack after all these years? I mean, I don't... I, I don't. Are you talking to me? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, people's TVs flicker all the time, so... But then do images appear on the screen? Hopefully. Of a man wearing a suit, a rubber mask... And sunglasses. Okay. He was just sitting there, static, as noise hissed through the TV. The mask was of a TV character at the time called Max Headroom. (laughs) Now this is actually, if you don't know who this is... I don't. Max Headroom was a fictional artificial intelligence TV character that was popular in the 1980s. But of course, the technology really wasn't around at the time, so he was a person (laughs) kind of dressed up. Like an like AI, a, like, like a, a robot, like a robot, okay. but like a badly rendered human. <laughs> okay. So I, I have a picture of him. Please. Uh, he looks like that, and he would essentially host shows, like MTV style uh, shows. Really? But obviously, he was he would word and move like an AI, so he'd kind of like uh, mm. glitch on words, and you know, next up on the new 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 news is this. Interesting. If you actually watch any of the stuff, it's maybe some of the scariest shit you've ever seen really like, like, actually quite I, should, creepy. I should show you it because it is some properly... kind of uncanny valley shit it's one of those things where you're like how how did how is this okay and how did this not scare people right yeah so for those uh listening at home Roy's passed me a photo of i mean he looks like he could maybe be an agent like one of the agents from the matrix right he looks yeah humanoids kind of um his hair is slicked back, you know, in a kind of futuristic androidy kind of way. His face is extremely symmetrical and stern. Um, yeah, and his eyes look glassy and not real. All right, check that out. I'm just showing Kit some of the examples of Max Headroom's broadcast. I'm very confused by the name Max Headroom. Yeah, I don't really get it. My, my Max Headroom. And what you're about to witness is one of the most sinister-sounding intros to a trailer to one of the greatest epics ever produced in the history of television. Okay, so they're pitch-bending his voice. Yeah. Because you are going to see it as well. Yes, it. Yes, it. Yes, namely... The Max Hedrum Sedrum story. And afterwards, that is... This is some cool, like, Black Mirror shit. Yeah. Namely... Max Hedrum. He looks like he's... Yeah, he doesn't look real at all. So this guy appeared on the TV yeah. in well, the middle of the sports broadcast. Someone wearing a mask of this a ma- Sorry, a mask of Max Headroom. And sunglasses. Sit just was like, just cut to an image of him sitting there, looking at the camera with just static noise over yeah. the top. You know, and that lasted for a couple minutes. Uh-huh. Him just sitting there in silence. Wow. And then finally the signal pew, dropped out again to nothing. Okay. And then, bam, back to Dan Rowan, sitting there, absolutely dumbfounded, talking about today's big news. Right. He said, Well, if you're wondering what's, what's happened, so am I. The, the people at the station had no idea what was going mm. on. But unfortunately, he didn't know this was only the start. 
It wasn't long before the signal cut out again, and this mysterious man appeared on the TV. The people at the station are freaking out. Who is this? How has he managed to hack the mm. signal? The man on the screen begins to moan, laugh, and scream, acting hysterical. He muttered a number of different nonsensical phrases before holding up a gardening glove to the camera, saying, My brother's wearing the other one. He puts on the glove and then cried out, But it's dirty! This one's got blood on it! Right? Then he removed the glove and threw it away in disgust. Then the picture cuts over to a shot of the man's lower half, with his ass cheeks exposed. No! <laughs> he cried out, They're, They're coming, coming to get, get me! me. <laughs> okay. Then a female accomplice off screen said, Bend over, bitch. <laughs> Shut your mouth. And she began to spank the man in the Shut ass the with a fly swatter as the man screamed loudly, Oh, do it! Oh, no. <laughs> so, then the transmission blacked out and normal service returned. Was that Ashtar? <laughs> Some things in life we'll never know. So, we've hit a few low points in the podcast in, in, in the past. You know, I've been accused of some shit, but... Um, at least I had the decency to talk about something paranormal. Yeah. Look, who's to say that that dude wearing the Max Headroom mask, getting his ass spanked by a fly swatter, uh-huh. wasn't Ashtar himself or Vrillin? Well, it is true that we don't really... Why would they... Listen, <laughs> as, as Alan Watts said, I'm not convinced that life is inherently serious. Why would aliens necessarily come to like wipe us out or steal our shit right why wouldn't they come to spank asses <laughs> live on television it, it's that whole thing where um you know people uh, well insane people think that uh earth is just one big reality tv show yeah. to be like an intergalactic audience um of super intelligent creatures what if this is just like hey uh and on today's episode we <laughs> let ashtar get his ass smacked live on tv Let's yeah. see what the humans think. Maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe they're messing with us exactly. by showing us, you know, the most like dumb, what we think is the most dumb shit. Yeah. Look, I'll be honest with you. The, the intention of this podcast was to research the one TV hacking of Rillon and Ashtar Command. Okay. Then I found out that Ashtar Command had its grounds with George and his time machine. Then I found out about the Max Headroom hack that took place 20 years later, and it all got rolled into this shitstorm. Yeah, we it's got rolled into a little calzone of nonsense. <laughs> well, let's not go that far, <laughs> all right? We haven't even said whether we obviously think it's real. So, thoughts? Kit's uh, taking off his headphones. He's actually walking out of the room. I'm, uh... These, the I, audience are going to think... I got none. I got it's really sad because you guys are going to think those are sound effects, but he actually just walked out. Uh, I don't think he's coming back. So um, we're just going to move ahead in the story. Exterior. Day. No. <laughs> the time? Irrelevant. No. <laughs> Don't you say it! Look, I've given you all the facts in this story. I don't hold yeah. back. I, I give it all. I give it my all. I'm a good, hard worker. I'm trustworthy. I'm friendly. I've been described. Wasn't as that a, far? Is a um, like a trustworthy gent by your mom? Yes, it was my mother actually, yeah. but she knows me better than anyone. <laughs> so, I think she she has on pretty good authority to say I'm a good boy. <laughs> what are your What are your thoughts, kid? I mean, you could break it down into the three cases if you want. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's just take it back to the Integratron to begin with. Right. This is, you know, my boy George. This is maybe the most concrete piece of this whole puzzle. Right. No um, metal used. That's pretty uh, interesting shit that he built this um, yeah. very, very beautiful um, construct that it, that his lessons that he, what he, that he drew from the, what did you call it? The universal mind of God? Universal mind of God. That is correct. Um, that this spoke to so many people. Right. Uh, what I would say is cults also speak to a lot of people. <laughs> um, you know, and, you know, at some point, 
you know, everyone's having a nice time. Hey, the universal mind of gods. That's flowing, how they all start. It's, you it's know? flowing through me. Yeah. You know, uh, let's all hang out in the Integratron. Next thing you know, you're locked outside. Old Georgie's inside, locked in with everyone's wives. Uh, <laughs> your ass naked in the desert. Getting it's, spanked live on TV with a fly swatter. 45 degrees outside. There's no water. Um, Looking like Max Headroom. <laughs> and, and you realize you're in a goddamn bona fide cult. So, I don't know. There's a degree to, to which right. this is cult-like. I mean, I didn't really get into a lot of the beliefs uh, of Ashtar Command, but it's uh, some pretty wild stuff. They essentially believe that... Um, oh, boy. I'm, I'm going to try and just breeze through a lot of okay, it Okay, go for it. Um, aliens exist... Fine. They have been looking over us like guardian angels. Potentially. I, I think they some of them still live here on Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, God and Jesus, though, are also real. Mm-hmm. And Jesus kind of is working with the aliens. Right, right, right. Um, it's kind of a... It's that. It's Scientology. Kind of, I it's want complex. in. <laughs> I'm not trying to sell it to you. You realize that. I'm, I'm trying to actually tell this you This is incredible. <laughs> you, you have the address. The negative... Uh, giant rock. When did you I say have. this shit happened? Like Irrelevant, Tuesday, honestly. Um, so it's it's messy. And then I think uh, you know when you get to that point in the story where then George starts saying he's the only one that gets to talk to the aliens. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of weird. You're losing your credibility there a little bit. It's, I mean, it's literally called the Universal Mind of God. Yeah, not George's Mind of God. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have the same ring to yeah. it. Uh, it's funny, you know the way. We've talked about it a little bit before, and not to diss any organized religions, but you know, we all know theologians know that whenever Christianity came along, listen, they wanted to get pagans on board, so they were like, "Hey, when you guys celebrate, you know, fucking winter," and they were like, "Hey, twenty uh, first of December," and they're like, "Hey, you know, who else was born twenty first of December? Jesus." And they're like, "Oh, this guy sounds pretty cool." By the same token, these cult leaders are like. Hey, you guys know Jesus? And they're like, yeah, we, we actually like him a lot. He was an alien too. Whoa. And they just like adopt all the like Christian stuff as well. Yeah. Muhammad, like also an alien. That's true. Anyway, so that's kind of interesting. Now for us to move forward to the... Um, the TV hacking. What was the name? Vrillon? Vrillon, yeah. Vrillon. Yeah, I think you pretty much wrapped it up with your Max Headroom skit that... <laughs> I think the most, if we were statistically to work out what is the most probable cause of this, right? Is it Vrillon broadcasting live from Ashtar Command, or a prankster? Yeah, Vrillon, <laughs> right? Of course. I was just reading your mind through the universal mind of God. I mean, Tesla is screaming Vrillon right now <laughs> in the back of my head. Well, gargling <laughs> salsa dip. Uh, I always got to ask. Listen, you're the one who. Uh, you're the one who researched this right. hand on goddamn Bible, paranormal Bible, a.k.a. <laughs> DVDs box set of the X-Files. <laughs> Swear to Mulder and f-ing Scully right now. <laughs> what do you make of this case? About half the DVD boxes are empty and the other ones are filled with the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Sometimes I mix up the boxes. <laughs> and to wrap Swear up this podcast, it's a no from you. It's uh you have my sword for me. <laughs> um, uh, I think it's mostly what you said. I think George being into spirituality and um, obviously aliens has kind of created this almost cult following, but hopefully in a bit more of a harmless sense, um, not particularly malicious. Um, I think he died before he could create this crazy contraption which i'm not necessarily sure at all actually does anything then we have the tv hacking which took place years later and as i said you know at one point there was eleven thousand people at giant rock all part of this ashtar command movement Mm -hmm. uh it's a little weird that obviously that movement was probably localized quite heavily in the u.s Mm. and then to have this tv signal hack happen in kind of you know south england right uh in a very localized area as well this wasn't like all across the uk right this was like obviously from like one or two satellite points okay or what do you call those not satellites uh structures broadcast towers yeah that makes it a little bit suspicious but then also 
like, there's other bits that are a bit weird, like Vrillon had a British accent <laughs> that I kind of left out of the story. Yeah, that was quite convenient. Like actually. time, it was irrelevant <laughs> at the time. Um, but then obviously the um, the Max Headroom one, just someone hijacking uh, TV signals. I looked into it a little bit, and um, I think obviously yeah, what's like, the tech behind this? The tech was obviously pretty antiquated. As far as I could tell, the process was as simple as um, creating a signal nearby that would interfere with the reception of those broadcast towers. Listen, let me tell you, it doesn't take a genius. You know, we're talking about the 70s, about the 80s here. Right. Uh, People were absolute savages back then. You know, they really didn't have the sanitation or the or the kind of um, cleanliness and no. and and just attention to detail we have now. Listen, it, basically back then, if you could tie a tie, you worked for the goddamn BBC. They let you broadcast whatever you want. Exactly. You, know, you just walked right into the office. So it's walk like out, walk it right in there with your pants around your ankles, fly swatter in hand. That's what I I'm don't saying. care. Put yeah. on a Max headroom mask. They're like, oh, good to see you, Max. Yeah, that's here's what I'm the saying. keys to everything. Yeah. Now looking at these three incidents collectively. I guess, what's the best way to word this? Do I think that these broadcasts were in some way done by an alien known as uh, Vrillon or Ashtar from Ashtar Command? Absolutely not. I think it was two pranksters, and I think George might have been a little bit crazy. I think that's completely fair, and I'm glad to hear that you're coming down on that answer. I'm going to have to agree. I think... um... Hand on the DVDs, please. The box set. Sure. Um... Thank you. I think this is going to happen. I got to say it's true now. (laughs) (laughs) I start sweating. (laughs) (laughs) Looking right, Mulder right in the eyes. (laughs) They start talking to you also both in hell. Why did everyone go to hell? It's cool down here. We all believed in Ashtar. (laughs) Jesus was pissed. (laughs) I like the idea of really shooting yourself in the foot even as you die, like you're standing at the pearly gates and Jesus is just like, honestly guys, you know, here, here's some like house rules, but otherwise it's just, it's a chill place. Uh, so cool. delighted, delighted to have you. Cool. Just, praise swear, Ashtar. just swear you're, what? I just celebrating, you know, woo, praise Ashtar. No, you listen, I told you no other gods. You just got to say, you know, you're with me and the big guy forever. And yeah. uh, so. You and Big V all day. Who? Big V. No, no, no. His, his name is no. Okay, I'm our Lord and Savior. Just, oh! <laughs> so so unnecessarily loyal to Vrillon. <laughs> He's done nothing but impact your life in negative oh, yeah, ways. Big B. <laughs> He's the Rav, the <laughs> the UFO world. So are we coming down on a double no this week? Definitely. All right. Look, I'll admit this. This one was a bit of a crazy one. It got out of hand. But listen, I'm willing to go back to the Integratron. I'm going to drive out into the desert next time I'm out that way and investigate this son of a bitch for myself. Exactly. Let's see if we can finish off that last week of work with Tesla's help to send this puppy back. <laughs> I'm going to go in mid-hot yoga session, trash the joint. <laughs> um, all right, so it's a double no for this week. On, Quite on, right. Uh, this week's episode of This Paranormal Life. But thank you so much for listening. Uh, that was actually a really fun one to do. Uh, sometimes the crazier ones are just mad. Even if you know they're not true, they're fun to talk about and discuss. Totally. Um, if you like that episode, we're back every single Tuesday with a brand new paranormal case. If you want to hit us up on social media, which you absolutely should do, uh, we are uh, on Twitter at This Power Life, Facebook, This Paranormal Life. And we've also got on Facebook our secret society. We are accepting of people of all backgrounds. That's right. You can come in there, you can praise Ra, you can praise Ashtar, Vrillon, whoever your god is. Yeah. I'll tell you the one demographic we don't let in there uh, is um, goddamn loudmouths. Uh, whistleblowers, specifically. Whistleblowers. Yeah. Goddamn chat, chatty Cathy's in the office. You know, well, the chattiest Cathy of all is Snowden himself, <laughs> who has been banned, permabanned, 
from the group. Oh, and he likes to set up new accounts. He likes to set up new email addresses. A little weasel. Time after time, but I see his moves. I've seen him out on the streets of London, Banksy style, spray painting artwork, telling people about our secret society, which oh, is horseshit. That because, little bastard. Mm, sorry, getting worked up here. Yeah. But it's a secret society. Listen, you gotta that's what he wants. We gotta, we gotta keep it cool. Listen. All right. Uh, if you have your own email suggestions, a case you want us to investigate, or just your own paranormal stories, you can email them in at thisparanormallifepodcast at gmail.com. And finally, to end the show, we're just going to give some special shout-outs to some of the people who have supported us on Patreon. Thank you so much to Oliver Place. Oliver Place, you put me in my place, and you keep me from getting too big-headed. Thanks for keeping me humble, bro. Rosie Leeson. Rosie, you are my favorite flower. You are actually pretty prickly, and sometimes you cut me too deep. Iggy Kavanaugh. This little Iggy went to the market. She put some some money in the bucket of the beggars on the street. The two paranormal peasants known as Rory and Kit, and we appreciate it. What kind of world is this where pigs run run shit and humans are begging? Find out on next week's episode of This Paranormal Life. Pig world. Uh, whoa, what could you even investigate? <laughs> it's just a mad... It's just, just a shit idea. <laughs> then at the end I just go, well, you think it's real? It's like, What? The pig world. I don't. Th- a simple oink will suffice. <laughs> Please, you've got your nose taped to your forehead. Uh, thank you to Christian Jackson. Christian, you're one jacked son of a bitch. You're more ripped and loaded than anyone I know. So I appreciate you looking down on us little men. Thank you, Joshua Padley. Joshua mm. is peddling his little tricycle all the way down the street to the little piggy market where he puts <laughs> a couple of coins in the bucket of the paranormal peasants. <laughs> <laughs> I think I can see where this is going. I got what it's totally off the top. It's they're unrelated every time. Ben Davies. Oink oink says oh, Ben Jesus. as he trots down the street chucking coins in the basket of the two paranormal peasants <laughs> this is where I looked down at our list of names and it's just like Bacon Hammington oh Jesus Christ uh, thank you Brandon Mueller Brandon the Mule, the only one who's not a little piggy in Pigtown. Uh, we appreciate him. He's leader of the pack, the pack mules. Um, so to pull his weight and chuckle a, chuck a couple of coins in the pocket of the paranormal peasants uh, is really well appreciated. Mark, hip old guy, Taylor. Mark, you are the hippest old guy that I personally know. And I know a lot of pigs, so you're top of the list for me. Not saying you're a pig. I'm saying you're a pretty pretty hip guy, actually. So thank you. Thank you, Cody Wayne Stutzman. Cody actually uh, helped me out of a jam one time when I was toe-to-toe with the legendary goat man. Really? Yeah. Jesus, Axe to my throat, and Cody came in and went... Oink, oink. Get out of here. (laughs) So is he a pig too? Yeah, he's a pig. A lot of these people are are really wealthy piggies. Yeah, weird that it's all this week as well. (laughs) Thank you, Dave Callanan. I saw Dave Callanan kill a man. Jesus. Nothing more to that. Someone should just arrest him. Wow. I guess. (laughs) I don't feel comfortable taking his blood money, but I will. (laughs) When he chucks a couple of coins in the bucket oh, of the paranormal peasants. <laughs> Thank you, Lisa Miles. Lisa, your your um your contributions go miles in our um in our books. So, arigato gozaimasu. <laughs> Thank you to Sam Villaruel. Sam the mam, as in mammal, as in pig. <laughs> <laughs> We appreciate you chugging a couple coins in the bucket of the paranormal peasants. (laughs) Thank you, Karina Tiller. Karina, often seen at the marina, 
hunting for Ningen. That's nice, her paranormal dude. beast of choice. And I uh, hope we can bring you a little closer to making that dream a reality. Thank you to Swan Levitt. Swan Levitt. Weird name for a piglet. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> As you can tell, he is in fact a pig. <laughs> okay. So did he chuck a couple coins, coins in, in the, the pocket of, of the paranormal peasants? Yes, he did. These piggies, or sorry, these humans, these paranormal peasants are pretty loaded at this point. <laughs> We were actually uh, being assertive now and just taking the money from the piggies. (laughs) Did I mention we're wolves? Did I mention we're wolves in this story? Thank you. Lastly, but not leastly, to Serena Gosden. Serena Gosden, you are a godsend. Because I don't know what we would do without a couple more coins in the bucket of the paranormal peasants. Uh, Thank you so much for your contribution in supporting this paranormal life. (laughs) thank you so much to everyone who has pledged so far for those of you who are still waiting on your shout out it is coming we are just getting around to it you know (laughs) we got we got a ton more piglets to thank (laughs) we are so rude to the people who support (laughs) us we are so rude and ungrateful in the most endearing way possible (laughs) all right we hope you have a great weekend we will see you on tuesday for yet another paranormal tale bye bye The secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com.